The cover is dominated by an enormous moon. Its surface glows a warm orange light. The enormous disk is eclipsing a long-forgotten sun, wreathing the moon in flames. Standing out against the orange surface is a swarm of bats, now turning to fall out of the sky towards the city below. Are you seeking thrilling tales of adventure and superheroics? Do you crave the weekly drama of teenage hijinks and high school angst? Then don't miss the next issue of These Protean City Comics. This issue featuring... I'm Direct Impact, and you can't stop me from making a difference. I'm the Jade Scarab, the dusk of a new era. I'm Highwire, and my life's like a three-ring circus. Phantasma, you don't have a ghost of a chance against me. Now with our heroes assembled, let's turn the page on this issue of Protean City Comics. The bold, spidery letters along the top of the cover declare this. The Longest Halloween, issue number two. On the first panel of the comic, we see a row of houses in Protean City. It is the sort of perpetual dusk uh, of of this eternal Halloween. Um, some of the houses have lights on. Some of them do not. Many of them have decorations. A lot of the decorations are sort of worse for wear. Um, some of them have, uh, let's say, like three or four of the houses have teal pumpkins outside. Um there are groups of kids moving around the neighborhood, ringing doorbells. There's a small group of three kids who at- who go up to the front door of a house that does not have its lights on, and they ring the doorbell. Uh, when the couple, we see like sort of this all happening very quickly. When the couple who are in the house open their door and try to start to apologize to these kids that they don't have any candy uh, or treats, uh, the kids rip off their masks and they are these like tiny lizard children with sort of tufts of hair um and they immediately start like gnawing at the door frame and and breaking things and and uh they were here to trick more than treat we sort of pull back and see that now above the city we can see the sun for the first time um, it has been, again, this perpetual sort of twilight, and so the, the sun has been mostly missing, but now it is back, and it is starting to be eclipsed by the moon, which is sort of this orange globe in the sky. It almost looks like a pumpkin. And when we find our heroes, they are, you're all crouched um, behind a row of those boxes that have newspapers and and pamphlets in them. There are just across the street from where you are there are these little like there's it's a mix of the, the of more of those little sort of lizard kids in sort of half costumes and um garden gnomes in a, in, in a dozen different varieties of 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 their own sort of halloween costumes and there are these sort of like clusters of them standing on top of each other's shoulders and they are hurling um small stones and and just bits of detritus that are that are lying around the city streets over at you they're over in like one of those um car like parking garages that's just sort of an open outdoor space that has lifts that lift the cars up um and so there's a couple different levels of them and they're all trying to climb up over each other to to get to a higher point to throw more things at you you are sort of in a safe space right now what is your plan uh direct impact doesn't have a plan 
but you can see that she's bracing to just jump at them. An editor's note reads, Sky Spaulding, a.k.a. Direct Impact, former appointed member of the Splinter Division. See Splinter Division, issue number one. Her look is uh, is a little bit different from the last time we saw her, which was, while still many days of Halloween had passed at that time, it was still pretty early on in it. Um, and her, uh, she hasn't managed to re-dye her hair in this business, so you can see the brown roots are coming out um, with the bright pink uh, and still there, and uh, she's spiked it up a bit, and she's wearing a ninja headband inspired by her one of her favorite series, uh, Tamago, because I think she is a, uh, a the type of jock that is also into um, shonen anime, and uh, she's getting ready to leap over, and uh, she looks tired, but also always ready to have a, a Halloween-themed brawl. <laughs> Uh, Fantasma is, uh, as described in 13th Street Wardens issues number three and four. An editor's note reads, Callista Calavera, a.k.a. Phantasma, protector of the 13th Street. See 13th Street Wardens issue number one. Um, adapted to the endless Halloween uh, in uh, her own special way. Uh, she's got her, she's drawn with uh, the skeletal hoodie. So it's a it's a hoodie that has uh, a rib cage printed on the front of it. Um, she's got uh, like rough uh, quote unquote armor. Uh, they're just uh, like paintball airsoft uh, pads uh, as elbows uh, and knee pads, gloves, fingerless gloves because we have to. <laughs> uh, and rather than have her uh, mask be sort of like the skeletal neck gaiter. Uh, it's a scarf, but her face is painted half uh, down the middle uh, with a Katrina skeletal pattern. Um, so if you if you know what Day of the Dead stuff looks like, it's that on one side. She's very, it's very Thunder Rosa for my wrestling fans. And I think uh, she is uh, stepping forward. It's the sort of like uh, kind of power pose where she's walking, where she's drawn with one leg, making a very pointed step forward hands at sides uh, crackling with green flame as she's beginning to charge up her powers. So Highwire looks very similar to the last time we saw her in Longest Halloween, except perhaps a bit a bit more. An editor's note reads, Celeste Thompson, aka Highwire, a reformed circus criminal. See Protean City Comics, volume 19, issue number one. She has acquired even more random Halloween protective things, uh, silver charms, warded candles, possibly some crystals, just various places in like pockets and bandoliers on on costume. Because at some point in a, I, I, <laughs> I think that at some point in the larger longest Halloween event, Highwire went and had a two three issue miniseries where she accidentally befriended some like chill vampires and commiserated about food allergies and dietary restrictions <laughs> and then they like fought a ghost uh and they gave her some stuff and so she's just got normal costume possibly a bit tattered and a lot of things attached to it now and she is prepping to like one arm vault over the top of these newspaper boxes and that just leaves Jade. An editor's note reads, Noor Alain, a.k.a. Jade Scarab, 
current active member of the Beatles legacy, see hashtag team champions issue number one. Uh, whose costume is still in the general appearance of the more beacony streetwear variant that we saw them in last time. Uh, but to say that we can see her is perhaps a little bit of a incorrect terminology since it's been 79 days of this Halloween and mm-hmm. 79 days of the costume only using the night power set and not for the day power set. And so she is flickering in and out of the Duat spirit realm. And whether that is her excitement and itching to get into the fight, or if the costume itself has forgotten how to fully manifest in the physical realm, unclear. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna. That was gonna be the, the first thing I was gonna ask you. Is uh, we have now, because we're in this sort of twilight, not quite day, not quite night. How how has that affected your powers besides yeah. the costume? Yeah. So she's pretty much used her night power set exclusively, uh, okay. which on the one hand is useful for specifically dealing with. Uh, demons and forces of chaos which is useful uh, but on the other hand is a lot less the costume is I think a lot less solid and a lot less protective than it was because the day power set is the big powerhouse form and so this one is while strong not as protective not as armored up okay and so we get that we see maybe we see like punches it like panels that are punching into each of you and then we see sort of a, a bottom half of the page is just that one like pre-action moment as as you are all about to like move into to this fight and so as you as you as you as you all begin those actions um two of the like kind of lizardy uh children climb up to the top of one of the the car lifts and start to gnaw at the metal and one of the cars like it sort of it actually starts to break and the lift sort of like there's like a big sound effect of like thwump and like it starts to it it shifts the front end of the car shifts down and the car starts to like roll straight towards you uh can i uh jump in front and try to brace the car and defend everyone then why don't you give me a defend roll Yes. Uh, okay. Um. Yeah, that is a failure. Okay. How <laughs> bad of a failure? That's a five. <laughs> oh boy. Can I have one for defending Highwire? Do I have hmm. influence over Highwire? Is the question. I guess. I would. I would say yes. We've been. We've been teaming up uh, across this <laughs> longest Halloween, the seventy-nine days of Halloween. We've been fighting together, Highwire. Yeah, I think we've been yeah. working together. So then that's a six. So it's a six. Then. So if someone else can help, <laughs> get that to a seven. I think Phantasma, uh, like, swings her arms around. Doesn't throw anything, but pulls because sheer power is over. Also, the spirit world <laughs> in a way um, pulls up sort of like ambient ghosts from the area. So she's doing this like like a composed like a conductor uh, raising their hands to to, mm. to bring up the volume or the the, the intensity of a of a string section. Um, she instead conjures up uh, ghosts who kind of uh, jump out and help uh, push the vehicle aside. So this green like way tide appears mm. and like helps shove. So you're thinking are you are you thinking pushing it just to get that visual or pushing it like up and off to one side or like up and totally over the your group uh let's say it over because that sounds cool <laughs> okay um so that then will w- bolstered by by this these spectral uh helpers uh sky you're able to you are able to, to make this defend role then so you uh you keep everyone safe but on a seven nine you it's gonna cost you you're gonna expose yourself to danger or escalate the situation um I mean, I think maybe escalating the situation is more fun. 
And then you also get to choose to add a team to the pool, take influence over someone you protected, or clear a condition. Or uh, I have there when it matters, and when you Ooh. defend someone on a hit, you can hold one and uh, instead of choosing one from the list and spend your hold when they're in danger to arrive on the scene ready to help. Uh, right now, I have one hold on Charles. Um, I guess because I used influence from Highwire, I'll use I'll use this to have one hold on Highwire. Okay, cool. But we have to escalate the situation. So this car comes like roll like rolling off of the top of this rack towards you, and it. You like you grab it, you grab the front of the car, and you're sort of like you, you're very strong, you're able to like stop it for a second, but you can't quite like it's it starts to like tip over backwards behind you over onto the group, and that's when the other spirits kind of come up out of the ground and grab it and help propel it over the group. Um, but the the um, I think that the the force of that, or like the the sudden release of the of these 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 spirits taking the the bulk of the weight of the car from you, um, it off balances you, and so like you you're like pushing with all of your your force forward and like an up to to hold this car, and so as soon as it is is released, you like tumble forwards and you hit the next car rack. <laughs> um and i think that it starts like a big kind of uh uh domino effect of all of these cars starting to like wobble and then crash to the ground all around you and like i think that the that because of that you as a like you all all of you as a group get scattered between the aisles of these cars and are sort of separated as more of these sort of little uh more of these gnomes and lizard kids uh, come up out of like sewer grates and stuff and start to attack. Um, let's follow. Let's follow Nor because you okay. or Jade Scarab because you were sort of you were uh, you were saying so like what are, are is it the that your armor is sort of flickering in and out of view or is it all of you? All of Nor, I think. Okay, uh, I think at least at this point Jade's got enough control of it that they still flicker with the armor into the underworld, but. Well, who knows? Um, yeah. Um, so their cars have sort of split us up. So Jade just looks around and goes, are you all still on the other side? Yeah, we're still here. Uh, okay, uh, stand back. I'm going to try something. What, uh, are, you, what are you doing? Well, uh, Jade's been in the night for, for longer than they've ever been before. Uh, so they're going to try to channel one aspect of Rod that they haven't before, which is the ram head that they usually have at night and try to summon a giant ram head to just plow a path through the cars and okay. open up a corridor. Unless you have a different move for that, that sounds like you're trying to unleash your powers. I think that is, in fact, me trying to unleash my powers. That is a perfect on the dice seven with a plus zero and no conditions relevant. <laughs> okay, so on a hit, you do it, uh, but you'll have to mark a condition or I will tell you how the effect is unstable or temporary. Let's go ahead. And uh, mark guilty. I'm gonna say that I do a lot of more damage to these cars than I intend, mm. and I'm feeling a yeah. little bit bad about the property damage. <laughs> okay, <laughs> just describe what that looks like. Yeah, so us. I think it's literally just like a sort of spectral ram head projects in front of uh, Jade Scarab, and they just start charging. Uh, and it tackles with like the force of a full ram, like crashing through this, but it's just the head. And like the horns kind of shear into the cars a little and like pick them up and toss them to the side. Uh, but they're like now ram horn 
size punctures through a lot of these vehicles. Um, and I think that where before we sort of had seen this like moment of uh, a sort of a, a car maze being created around you, dividing you, uh, now there's just like one big plowed path straight out back onto the street. And we can see all of you kind of having different little scuffles with the these uh these gnomes and and lizard kids uh but we can see each other now you're you're able to like help each other once again uh i think that you start to win this fight pretty quickly like the like the four of you are sort of competent teen heroes and these are really just a bunch of like garden gnomes um could you could you like a couple of you give me some uh interesting like just give me a panel or two of what that looks like as you start to round up these gnomes there's one little gnome that looks like a minion, but it's a vampire minion. It's trying cursed. to fly, but it can't. Deeply cursed. And it's somehow still a gnome. <laughs> yeah, it's somehow still a gnome. It's got the gnome hat. <laughs> That's how you know. Yeah, I think uh, as uh, Jade Scarab comes plowing through, like, Phantasma is, like, blasting bale fire out of her fingers and looks over her shoulder, like, oh, it's one way to make an entrance. Um, and then the next couple panels are... Uh, sweeping hand motions as she's like channeling her frustration uh at not being able to to solve this problem like for the entire city <laughs> um which she has no part in causing but feels responsible uh feel, still feeling some feelings from the haunted house uh from the hotel um of just like sweeping these things apart like sides a, a garden gnome in half um like shoves uh lizard kids like off to the side uh at one point a bunch of them just climb are clamoring on top of her in one of the panels as she's being swarmed um and nikali her spiritual guardian the uh, the giant alabrihe that looks like a like a multicolored uh jaguar with eagle wings uh like comes out of one of the side walls because the barrier is so thin in the spirit world i think right now that like he knows, oh, you're in danger, comes out, swipes them away, um, and they share kind of like a two fingers point at your own eyes, like I see you <laughs> gesture, and then uh he slinks uh back into the back into the wall. Um and as you are sort of rounding up these these troublemakers and 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 uh like um as you're rounding up these troublemakers you can hear the sounds of fighting going on all over the city tonight is one of the more raucous nights probably because of whatever this uh eclipse is causing uh in the city and and you can hear like fighting and crashing and explosions um like as you look around there's like one just giant tornado of ghosts um swirling up into the sky and but everything falls silent like right as you are sort of like as you're wrap rounding up these these the uh these gnomes and lizard kids there's like a moment of silence and then you feel like all of the energy and like there's this wave of cold that ripples over you and down sort of south not too far from you though this enormous beam of light and energy shoots up into the night sky and strikes the moon that is starting to now more fully eclipse the the sun behind it and it like clean blasts a hole straight through the moon 
and now this 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 sort of pumpkin looking moon has like one jack o' lantern eye punched into <laughs> it. Um, Sky, you have a you have a headset that connects you back to the asset, and the asset is going to come over the radio at this point and say, "We hadn't seen Dracula tonight. We were wondering what he was doing, but I guess there's our answer." I think you got. I think you were. The, I think your team is the closest. Can you get down to the power center? There were some sightings that his spaceship is down there. Dracula has a spaceship now. Uh, yeah, I think we see the uh, the aftermath of the moon uh, over her shoulder with the hole in it as uh, we're getting like you know a speech bubble coming out of this little headset that she has, uh, and she says, "Yeah, I, I, we're close. We can do that. Uh, we'll be there soon." <laughs> and you can he tell says, she is like bewildered by the moon because um, and then the next fa- shot is her face confused but like saying that like she's ready to go even if she is confused yeah he is gonna say I'll try to see if I can route someone else over there but everyone's pretty busy I trust you you've got this and he is trying to shift up your savior uh, and down your freak I'll let him do that uh, my savior's one right now, so that's actually helpful to me. Uh, the comms crackle and cut off, and you're left sort of by yourselves trying to figure. I guess you. I think you were probably the only one who got that communication. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess I, I was like squatting, picking up like a couple gnomes that are like squirming in my hands right now, and uh, I turn around and I'm like, okay, we just got a message from HQ. <laughs> um, Apparently, Dracula has a spaceship, and that might be what did that. And uh, we are the closest people, so we gotta go. And she tosses the gnomes aside. Halloween's so weird, this <laughs> might as well happen. Uh. <laughs> Noor, who I think has reached that point of guilt of like, well, if I keep doing it, maybe it'll go from bad to not bad, and is now just using the cars as weapons to like scatter the gnomes. <laughs> and we'll turn around and go... I was wondering what made the moon go no more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Phantasma, uh, I think, like, is trying to get herself together. Just, the whole thing is overwhelming. She's still not used to working with the with people who are not the wardens. She works yeah. in a very tight team, so she's still getting it, her bearings. I think she's, like, stumbling after them to kind of catch up. <laughs> um, so you make your way south. In through the city towards um, there is a a big like power station, um, and you can see that this power station it's a, so it's a it's a block or two of the city that's been that's been fenced off. There's a big like um, cooling tower for the 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 local sort of like small nuclear reactor that helps power this section of the city, um, and there's a lot of transformers and weird kind of um, electrical um, distribution settings um this area of the city is quieter uh the most of the the fighting and the and the other um halloween powered villains are are more central in the city um but this sort of eerie fog has um has rolled in over the power station and you can see as you approach it you can see that there are the shadowy forms of what can only be vampires lurking through the the aisles and uh, machinery um and you you can't see a spaceship yet but this is i think that there's like 
there is you see there are like rows of trees along the streets around this that the their leaves are are orange and singed from the from this big laser blast so this is definitely the place that it came from i think after the sudden chill uh sky has zipped up her jacket <laughs> which is not normally zipped up um but i think she is like she was like i think they ran to get there and now that they can tell they're close i think she is like slowed down and is like hand out i think she maybe she's in front um trying to like you know like what is it like mom arm in the car when you come to a fast stop <laughs> your mom reaches their reaches her arm out to to stop you from calling too far forward and i think she's she's got her hand out like that uh and i guess she's like okay uh any ideas <laughs> I feel like I'm living through Santo versus the killers from other worlds. <sighs> Hang on. Let me see if I can see anything. Uh, Phantasma uh, closes her eyes, does the hand wave over her face. And when her eyes reopen, they are glowing green as she uh, pierces the veil between worlds to try and see any potential threads. It sounds like you're trying to assess the situation. I think so. Uh, so let me do this. Mm, not not ideal. <laughs> uh, plus superior, which is currently zero. Uh, so I have a four. Ooh. Okay. As you try to sort of pierce the this veil to to see what's going on here, I think that it almost like you almost like recoil a little bit because I think that there was so much energy. Yeah, that was pointed straight upwards in this sort of uh, laser blast that even like the spirit world was sort of singed a little bit. Um, and or, like, I think it's not that it's singed. It's just like it's it's got that like uh, static uh, that of like a, of an unfocused TV channel. Yeah, um, it's disrupted. And it, and it like it, it almost like you hear it loud in your ears and it thrums. And like, I think that you you almost like you have to like step back and like catch yourself as you are looking around, there's one vampire that was like right in the like right in front of you where you were looking, and it turns and looks at you, and and its like yellow glowing eyes lock right with yours, as though it was alerted in some way by your by whatever you tried to just do that didn't work, um, and you can see that it starts to turn in the mist and prowl towards you. Yeah, she falls to one knee, uh, grabbing her her head with both hands. Uh, like pure Jean Grey <laughs> moment. Like ah, it's too much. This whatever he did, it's uh, pulling on some sort of spiritual energy, and it's I can't I can't see. And he knows. Like like in the last panel, her eyes are wide uh, as she locks it with the vampire, uh, and she's shot from like she's drawn from the front, so the rest of the team is behind her as she mm-hmm. looks up. Uh, in fear, like he knows we're coming. Uh, Shade Scarab is gonna like hover a hand near you, like wanting to comfort, but not knowing your boundaries. So just like the hand is there, and like, hey, okay, it's okay. We've taken on well, I've at least, and I, from what I've heard of y'all, taken on bigger threats with them knowing we were coming. So, what's the worry about? There's so much energy here. I've never seen anything like it. Everything's usually 
when when things are out of balance they're just uh out of control but here it's like it's like things are being unmade it's like there's a a void or something is being created by this device i've never seen anything that takes the energy rather than just using it one step at a time first are you, how are you doing are you are you feeling okay if you're feeling overwhelmed i can try to pull some of the energy help you catch your breath she's starting to get to her feet I don't know. I've been going through a lot. Yeah, it's. But you're no. I'm no good to the rest of you if I can't get my head together. So I think I think that you are trying to comfort and support here. Yeah. I think that we've <laughs> yeah. Hit that I now. think so. Um, okay. So before we sort of see how that plays out, why don't you give me that roll? Yeah. Let's see how this roll goes. That's another lovely seven on the dice, but with my plus three mundane. Hey. Okay. There we go. So that's a what total then? Ten. Ten. Um, so on a hit, um, they hear you. Um, uh, they hear you. They mark potential, clear a condition, or shift labels if they open up to you. And on a ten plus, you can also add a team to the pool or clear a condition on yourself. I'm gonna go ahead and clear guilty. Yeah, and I'm obviously opening up. Uh, so I'm gonna mark some potential uh, to reflect some growth. Uh, Phantasma like gets up. Um, and she meets your eyes. Um, yeah, I'm no good to the rest of you if I can't get a hold of myself. I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm so used to working with 13th Street and everything in the neighborhood. I've never had to deal with anything on the citywide scale before like this. And to be honest, I'm not used to working with other people. I don't, I don't have a lot of other friends. Jade will like solidify the costume for a second, but flicker her mask completely away uh, as like she meets your eyes and goes, honestly, I've been trained by the scarabs to deal with this exact thing since day one. And it's still terrifying for me. It's not easy. We gotta stick together, right? Right. Fantasma puts the hand out. And I think she, uh, if we, if we do a handshake moment, she's like, it's nice to know that I'm not the only person who has to deal with this stuff. Were you sharing a vulnerability or weakness? Yeah, I think so. Cool. Uh, so tell them how they could stop you if it came yeah. down to it. Yeah. Well, if we're going to be working together, you might as well know. My connection to the spirit world is tenuous. Uh, I tapped into it when I almost died. So that sort of set the tone for everything for me for a long time. Um, it's been used against me before, and if it came down to it, I don't know how you'd be able to stop me. I can't barely control it when I lose my grip on things anyway. I think the best thing you can do is just cut me off, deny me. You're probably the only person who can do that. If you can cut me off from the spirit world, then if I lose control... We'll be able to make it out. Jade gives you a serious look. Goes, Managing uncontrolled spirits is kind of one of my things, yeah. But no, I, it's not going to come to that. But I promise that I will make sure nothing bad happens if things start getting a little out of control. I think that, as you say, nothing, if anything bad starts to happen... We see that vampire that was that was like prowling towards you. It hits the edge of this 
fence that that protects the or that that separates the the power center from the rest of the street that you're on and it looks over the whole group and it looks right at highwire and just bursts into a hundred bats and just pours this like this swarm of bats pours through the 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 holes in the in the fence and it just swarms straight towards you highwire uh soon as this happened just goes okay not the friendly vampires and just kind of tries to dive out of the way because she doesn't have any sort of area effect powers <laughs> that could attack a bunch of bats no, at once no gadgets no garlic spray <laughs> um Highwire okay, doesn't well- believe in using garlic against vampires because we don't uh attack people with food allergies even if they're undead creatures of the night <laughs> good point that's fair that's fair um, so, so it sounds like you're trying to unleash your powers to over to like to uh, overcome this obstacle, I guess. Um, I, so give I me agree. that roll. Okay, that's a nine. So you do it, but you're gonna have to mark a condition, or I will tell you how the effect is unstable or temporary. Let's go with unstable or temporary. I'm just reacting real quick here. Okay. Yeah. So. Well, tell me, tell, I guess, tell me what this what this dodge looks like physically. How are you trying to escape this this swarm of bats? And I'll tell you how it goes wrong. So, as everyone's having a very touching, wonderful conversation about powers and friendship, uh, this swarm of bats just straight through a fence, straight at me. And Highwire kind of sees this, ass- assesses that this is not a good place to be, and kind of tries to dive roll out of the way and put something in between her and these bats just you know construction equipment vague crates Mm -hmm. whatever's around in this in this industrial area we are in just Uh, to regroup (laughs) so i think that what happens is you 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 dive roll out of the way um but like you only had a split second to think about this and you end up um, dive rolling straight into a couple of uh, uh, like large metal trash cans. Um, and so you definitely get out of the way of all of these bats that were swarming towards you, but the trash can knocks over and we see like this immediately this, the next panel is this like the whole uh, wide shot of the uh, power station. And with the, like the, the sound effect of the crash of the trash cans, um, big over over sections of it, and then it's the same panel uh, again, but but so maybe as a as a larger panel, and now we can see there are dozens of yellow eyes that have all turned towards you and the group as they start to move towards where you are. <laughs> you have alerted <laughs> you've alerted the whole group here. What are the rest of you doing, what, Sky? What are you doing? Yeah, I think. Um, I had, so, uh, before the bats attacked, I feel like, um, Direct Impact and Highwire were, like, taking inventory of, like, Highwire's, like, stakes or something, like, looking at her, like, anti-vampire gear, but then the bats came so fast, Highwire only had time to dodge out of the way and not, uh, use any of it. Um, so I think that's what we were doing. Um, so, Sky is watching this happen to Highwire and is like, here's the, here's the banging (laughs) Turns around, sees the vampires all looking at them. Uh, yeah. And I think she's like kind of overwhelmed. Uh, I mean, when your power is punching people, um, 
she kind of has to either get to the enemies or wait for them to come to her. Uh, maybe she's actually assessing the situation here, trying to decide, like, okay, what what's my target type okay. of thing. Um, then give me that roll plus superior. I rolled a six. Uh, that's, I rolled a five plus one superior. <laughs> so another failed assess. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, so I guess this is really like her being overwhelmed in this moment and not knowing what to do. Freezing. So tell me, oh. tell me, tell me this. What were you looking for? Like, what was the thing that if you had seen it, you would have taken immediate action? Like, what when you were when you're surveying this this situation? Yeah. What is the thing that you're trying to find? Uh, yeah. So like mechanically, what I was going to ask is like, who here is most vulnerable to me? She was looking for where's the nearest face I can punch, um, and maybe she's not finding. Uh, someone who's close by and it would take a bit for her to get to anyone. Here's what's going to happen. Um, you, you hear the clang of the, of the, of the trash can falling over and you whirl towards the, the, um, the fence and the, the power center behind it and see all these different vampires kind of like, they're just like blurry forms moving towards you in the, through this mist. You can see the eyes, but like you need to see something concrete to punch or like throw yourself at. Um, and as you are looking around, you feel this, like, again, this crackling of energy. You almost feel like, like all of you feel like, I think there's, there's almost an effect where it's like, um, like you are pulled up and out of yourself a little bit. Like there's like this like sort of transparent, ver- like three or four se- increasingly more transparent versions of you. Um, pull, like almost you feel like you're being lifted off of the ground. And in the in the center of the uh, this power center, s- this presumably where this spaceship is, it fires this other another huge beam of energy up into the moon, and it blasts another eye through the other (laughs) through the the, on the other side of the moon the moon is now almost over the center of the sun almost fully eclipsed it's getting very dark the the stars are are brighter here um but in that moment of the blast because you were looking in the right spot you do see where each of these vampires is like illuminated in this blast light um and and because you were looking in the right direction now, you presumably you can see like where the where there's this large form of the spaceship in the center of the of the of the power center. But you have you have a very good, a much better idea now of where all these vampires are. Yeah, I think this is like not her comfort zone. Um, I, I don't think that we as evidenced by the first time she was in a she was on screen for the or on panel for the Halloween event. You know, she scared a, va- a vampire gargle gargoyle she wasn't afraid i think we see that she is afraid here but after that flash of light and she sees the faces she can punch she sees the um spaceship she can jump at uh she's like she's ready to act now she's not gonna wallow in it and um i would love to try to what does this spaceship look like is it does it like on the ground is there like a support Um, structure she can try to hit (laughs) It is, you see like pieces of it through the, through the sort of more boxy power machinery. Um, It is sort of a sleek, uh, 
it's a sleek ship of a design that you are not familiar with. Like it's not, I don't think you are, know what Regulus ships look like. No. Um, <laughs> it is definitely not sitting on the ground. It's definitely hovering, but it's not like being held up by anything. It's under its own power here. Okay. I think you don't see any immediate struts that are like holding it up, but it, like it okay. must be connected to this power station in some way. Okay. Then I think she is going to just pick uh, a vampire to jump at and okay. uh, try to hit them. Okay. As you, I think we're going to, like, maybe you leap over the fence to attack the first vampire that's close to you. And as yeah. that happens, we're going to we're gonna move back to Phantasma and, and Jade Scarab. How are the two of you reacting to this? And what what is your what is your next action? So we're in the middle of, like, trying to have this calm conversation when all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Uh, so Jade is going to, like, flicker their mask back on. She's going to look around and turn to Phantasma. You ready to put the fuck? You ready to put the pyre in vampire? Let's light him up. Perfect. Um, so maybe so, charging her powers. <laughs> okay, yeah. so let's do that then. So yeah, she is, as she says, let's light him up. Her eyes flare back in the green flame like she was trying to do before. Uh, her hands are up in front of her with her fingers extended, uh, conjuring up the the green hex flame. I have no conditions marked, because I didn't mark a condition on that last one for some reason. Uh, so just a straight roll. Great. So uh, we have a six. Uh, I'm going to hold two burn and mark three conditions, which makes sense. Okay. <laughs> so let's take angry. Uh, let's take insecure. And let's take mm, hopeless. What does that look like as, as you sort of don't quite fully channel your powers the way that you were intending to? Yeah, I think she, uh, what we see is that she flares up and uh, each of the, um, oh, it's it's a trio of panels. So her eyes start to, uh, like she closes, she, she, she says, let's light him up, right? Uh, and then panel one, flame pops on uh, left hand. Um, I haven't been, this is the longest I've ever been away from my friends my team can i really do this without them we fought things before but nothing like this and i've always had sabria and paul with me can i make it up to these people too right hand flare and this laser and this the way it affects the spirit world how can i possibly Stop something like this. Death? That's one thing. Aliens? <laughs> Final panel. Uh, eyes flare open. Can't think about all that right now. Right now there's someone in front of me who's causing a lot of people a lot of pain. I'm going to make sure they hurt just as much as they've made other people suffer. And then like the last panel is her like, standing with just like all the flame like crackling but wisping in that sort of like it this is clearly out of control maybe it's got like tinges of black spots mm. in it as well kind of like like cinders um to show that she's like starting to lose a little bit of her control that she just talked about losing control of them i think that we see that like that final like close-up panel of you and Almost as if responding to that inner monologue, you hear a voice behind you say, I'm not an alien, and I'm right behind you. Yeah. And you just like 
like and then we pull we we get a panel that's like a little bit larger and we see this this sort of tall slender mustachioed form of dracula who is right behind you and he grabs you and um i think he's just going to like toss you to the side like into probably right into jade scarab um and start to like and like and then immediately follow that up by like leaping for you and tackling at you how do the two of you react to that <laughs> i think uh jade scarab is going to try to move the two of them by pulling them both into the underworld and relocating somewhere nearby okay could you unleash your powers yeah i can definitely do that okay that is going to be a wonderful five on the dice. So okay. five. Um, but you do have two team. God, that would be a pretty hard lift. Um. <laughs> I'm fine with just accepting the miss here. Um, okay. Oh, really I just took levels. flares. Oh, yeah. Uh, I now have boost. Okay. Well, there you go. Good. Oh, this is great. I have two. So you had a five, right? Yeah. Okay. So Phantasma uh sees that you're trying to shift sideways into the underworld and she doesn't know if the, your your underworld is the same as her yeah. underworld um so but she knows spirit stuff more or less seems to work the same in theory so she she uh like as you're like grabbing uh as jade scarab grabs her she puts her hands on jade scarab's shoulders and infuses uh her energy into scarab so Jade yeah. Scarab starts to glow that kind of like green as well as they their their aura becomes a shared aura. Uh, yeah. So I pump out two burn. So yeah, you're able to. So what does that what does that look like then, Jade Scarab? Like as Jade gets overcharged, there is this Dracula leaping at us, and right before Dracula crashes into us, we do the you know that scene from Spider Verse from Miles Morales like first goes invisible, yes, just, like pop. <laughs> that's that's both of us just pop. And we're not there. Um, I think normally, like, Jade's phases and, like, moves relative to this world, but Jade has never done it with anyone else. So I think what we actually get is a panel of both of us in, like, ill-defined murky blackness mm-hmm. on a boat, uh, a barge, um, specifically, like, an old reed boat, the Mesquitet. But I'm going to throw it back to you. What detail, since it's also influenced by Phantasma's power and perception of the spirit realm, so, like, how does this change from just the traditional, like, raw... Night Barge oh. to incorporate elements of Phantasma's spirit realm. Yeah. Perception. Uh, I mean, it, it, I think it looks like Miklan, uh, like the uh, <laughs> Mexica underworld as well. So, like, you've got the reed boat. Um, maybe there is, um, maybe there's, like, jade skulls um, kind of adorning the sides of it. Um, there's kind of the glimmer of, like, cave walls. Uh, like we're in like a giant cenote or something underneath, um, and uh, feathers, uh, Quetzal feathers, like hanging off of the like the front, the prow of the boat. Perfect. Uh, and Newer's just got like a single text bubble. Oh shit, that worked! My God, that worked! <laughs> Never really been here before with like this. Um, I guess we just wrote to the light. Okay. Yeah, it's a little different than I remember it. <laughs> um. I think there's just, like, a few panels of us rowing. And, like, it feels like a few minutes for us, but I think we pop back, like, a few seconds after we disappeared. Right. Okay. So let's see. Let's. I think we see this again. Now, we, we cut back to the... To the to to our world, and we see this from Highwire's perspective of you've you've tumbled off into some uh, 
into some garbage cans and you see you look back up and you see your like you see sky leap into the power center and you see um phantasma and jade uh suddenly there is like there's like this blur and vamp and dracula is right behind them and they tussle a little bit and then jade scarab and phantasma disappear in just like this pop and then <laughs> dracula is there um and like is like he's like he's i think because he, he had leapt to tackle them and he he hits gr- the ground and hits nothing and he almost like then like he it's with this grace that is like inhuman he tumbles and stands back up and brushes off his coat and looks down at you on the ground in these in in the in the pile of trash cans and he says oh it's you again yeah don't much like people that get gargoyles to pick me up and try to kill me don't really like that but they're so friendly nope and he's going to reach a hand down to help you up. Dracula reaches a hand down to help me up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Dracula is going to reach a hand down to help me up. And Highwire is going to take it and then try to, you know, just pull him down over her shoulder <laughs> into some trash cans. Okay. Arm drag. Yep. Uh, so I guess give me that roll to directly engage a threat. Is this a good plan? No. It's a Did plan. Did have some plans? But they didn't involve Dracula, so we're just going with it. Uh. Oh, that's horrible. Uh, <laughs> that's a that's a five. Oof. Yeah. Dope. I rolled a two and a one. I think that you so you like reach up and take his hand, and we see the like the like the the flex of your muscle as you try to like pull him down and we like, see in i think maybe we even see like um some some quick panels of like how you imagined this going of like you like pulling him down into the trash cans and getting up on top of like getting getting up away from him and then like your friends all coming and like you pulling out a stake but like none of that happens and and you flex and pull and he is just immovable and but he has your hand, and so he is going to pull you up. He flexes his arm and pulls you to your feet, and he kind of like looks you over and says, You do know that you are just a human, but you are very spunky. You could be so much more. Would you like to be a vampire? He opens his mouth and extends his fangs. I don't take offers of immortality from creepy men in industrial parks and then she's gonna try to kick him in the face i think that he still has your hand though and so as you maybe like start to try to flip to like get your leg up high enough to kick him he is just going to like with one hand toss you into the the power center and throw you towards well conveniently where (laughs) direct impact is yeah but he's just like hurtling you (laughs) through the air I would love to catch Highwire okay. uh, with that. Yeah. Uh, I guess we could say that's using my hold. Um, yeah. I think, you, yeah, maybe you, you're able to get there to wherever she lands. I uh, think the way it's framed is we see Highwire going through the air. And like the last time we saw Sky on panels, she was in a very different position in the background. And then all of a sudden, um, uh, the Highwire is like about, it looks like she's about to hit the ground and then. Direct impact is there underneath her, catching her. 
Yeah, I think if you're going to spend that hold too, then I'm not going to ask you to defend. I think you're you're there and you're you're ready and you're strong enough to catch a human being. Um, yeah, the two of you. So highwire, yeah. You're for there's this moment where you're like flung through the air, uncontrolled. Like, and you're you're you used to flying through the air under your own control, but this is like very much being thrown through the air out of your own control, and then sky catches you. I think highwire, like you know, she knows how to fall, um, but. I think that because um, Direct Impact and Highwire have been working together for a while now, uh, Sky also knows how to catch her um, because maybe they've done this a few times. They've been jumping off buildings and stuff together. uh, And so she um, catches her and I don't know, maybe it doesn't look as good as like if a circus performer was catching her, but like that kind of technique that Highwire has taught her over this time. Um, yeah, and so then they are, she's holding her, uh, and uh, she sets her down, and she's like, what did he say to you? Somehow that's not the first time an evil vampire has offered to turn me into a vampire, and I, I don't know what it is, and I should probably, I don't know what it is about me, but multiple times now. It's weird. It's weird. I have enough dietary restrictions. I do not need to, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's something about the fact that you're already so badass, even though you're, uh, you know, have normal human abilities. That's really sweet. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> really awesome. And we should probably go kick a bunch of vampire butt right now. There's a lot of them. Yeah, let's do it. And so we're gonna we're gonna cut away back to Phantasma and Jade Scarab. Um, you were mo- you were rowing towards this light. Um, and so we see the, like the final panel of that, um, this like bright light in the center of your vision and you pop back into the, into our world. Um, and that bright light is still there, but now it is another (laughs) laser blast from this ship burning through the sky above you as you sort of pop back into the ground, into, into the, into our world, lying on the ground, looking up at the sky and it like blasts the nose of this, of this jack-o'-lantern into the moon. And now the, the jack-o'-lantern, the, the moon almost totally eclipsing the sun is like ringed in this like bright red fire. And you're back. You would say it's wreathed in flames. I would say, I almost say yes, that it's, it's almost wreathed in flames. Um, and it's, but you, but you are back here suddenly in this world, um, lying on the hard concrete, like asphalt of the, of the road. Um, Dracula is not here anymore though. So what do you, how do you, how do you recover? What do you, what, what's your plan? None of your friends are here either. I think there is taking a second to catch their breath because rowing a boat is like not a normal physical activity they've done in a while. So it's like, we should do something about that. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, just need a second. Yeah, no problem. You you took the brunt of that. I'm going to see okay. if I can't. Are you going to be okay here? Yeah, yeah, I'll be fine. Okay. Uh, Phantasma like, runs off. Like, I'm going to figure out where everyone else is and try and shut this thing down. She just bolts uh, as she runs. I think um, her feet like start to pick off the ground for a second. So she's like running, like stepping up into air as she oh, charges nice. her powers again. Okay. Are you going to roll to roll to do that? 
Uh, nice. Oh, that's much better. So seven plus my three conditions brings me to a ten. So three burn <laughs> without. <laughs> it's it's uh, remarkable how that move changes like totally. Isn't it conditions? <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like the game mechanics inform the narrative of the character. Yeah, mm. yeah, uh, yeah. So she uh, climbs up. Uh, she's like hovering. I think at at one at some point she's step 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 float. Uh, looks around like is there. Is there anyone here, or am I just going to make a beeline for the spaceship at this point? So I think, I think from a, a slightly elevated position, you can see that there is, um, amongst all of this power equipment, uh, there is a large sort of sleek spaceship in the center. From Again, from, from being slightly elevated, you see there are these big power cables running to the different power distribution centers. Um, on the ground next to it, um, you do see high wire and and uh direct impact um and they are standing in what is now a, a closing circle of vampires difficult decisions to yeah. make uh yeah phantasma like looks at the left like there's the power center all right if i can just get over and take it out and then off panel like rah rah and onomatopoeia she looks to the right and sees <laughs> the the horde encroaching and goes Oh, for the love of, and she, uh, phases out, uh, in, uh, her green flame and, um, no, she doesn't phase out. She becomes like, uh, wreathed, wreathed in her own hex flame, um, and barrels like a comet through the, um, the horde, uh, to appear next to direct impact and high wire, uh, spending a burn for move. To move to any place he chooses within the scene, breaking through or slipping past any barriers or restraints in the way. So she just like, boom, slams in um, and looks around <laughs> at the two of them like, sorry we played Ding Dong Ditch for a second there. What'd we miss? Looks like you could use a hand. And she throws up her hands in her like combat casting position. You missed vampires? Dracula, vampires, spaceship. I think we're basically caught up. Uh, <laughs> and then... Highwire kind of looks down at all of the stuff that she has and kind of looks at the stakes that she has and briefly thinks that she should have just stabbed Dracula and why wasn't that the first thought? Um, good gag. But <laughs> but knows that, well, that's a good, a, a good strategy against like one vampire. We're dealing with way too many vampires and instead moves down to... I mentioned that I had like weird magic candles and I want to say that I have some sort of weird like candle warded against vampires and she's going to take that off of like one of her belts or whatever she's wearing this stuff on and hold it out to Phantasma like can you does the fire like work as fire? Oh it works like fire. <laughs> <laughs> and she takes it. She's uh I think as she's reaching out for the candle. If I, I I'm gonna make some I'm I'm gonna make use of this. If I can clear a path, we need to shut down the power centers. They're back and, and points them out. <laughs> I don't know anything about that stuff, but it seems like you've got a handle on that sort of thing. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> Phantasma points to like there are these big um, like power transformers and like huge like thick cables that are running to plug into the spaceship to give it extra power. 
uh, so using the candle, uh, we're going to spend a burn uh, for a reality storm. Ooh. Uh, so I get to directly engage a threat using your powers, rolling freak instead of danger, uh, which will cause unwanted collateral damage unless you spend another burn. Um, so I think let's do that. Uh, we're spending okay. two, two burns. You don't want to risk doing unwanted collateral damage to the power grid of Freddy and City? So <laughs> I was going to do in a china shop, which is directly engage get, engage a threat, cause significant collateral damage to your environment. But it doesn't say unwanted collateral damage. It just says significant. <laughs> but I can always do that later. <laughs> yeah. Fantasma's got this whole thing about, like, accidentally doing too much and then feeling guilty about it. So... Yeah, uh, she's this trying to know the thing. <laughs> yeah. So what this Maybe looks you... like it, the candle. The candle itself is like what the 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 scent or something is, or it's like enchanted so that it's effective against vampires. Um, yeah, something like that. Something like that. <laughs> Vague yeah. Halloween. Some totally plausible vampire repellent candle. Thing. Oh, vague yeah. nonsense. It works better because it's Halloween time. Yeah. So. Yeah, so if you're going to reality storm, then give me that roll. It is a uh, nine plus my freak, which is three, so 12. <laughs> okay. Um, um. So I think the scene is uh, she takes the candle uh, and there's a flashback panel um, to her holding um, uh, the veladoras, the, like, the tall like prayer candles with images of saints and stuff on them. Um, and she's learning, like, from her family how to celebrate uh, Dia de los Muertos, so, like, lighting candles and putting them out on the ofrenda. Um, and her family's like, yeah, we put these out to guide spirits uh, back to us. Some people say, you know, and, like, I think uh, maybe her, her, her father is like, you know, they say, some people say that they're... Some of these can be treated to repel spirits, the bad mm. ones that we don't want to come here. But this this is a day for celebration. This is a day about remembering those that we want. But you know, sometimes we need to <laughs> we need to take take the make sure the bad uh the, the bad people don't come and, and cause problems for us. Um, and so it cuts back to her holding it in that same way, like she's a child, and then her her eyes open, and she pulls the flame from the candle that is ignited, and just like swirls it in this like inferno, kind of spiraling out, that just blasts back the vampires, um, and uh, looks back at Highwire like, yeah, it works like fire. <laughs> Uh, so I get to pick two things as we're trading blows. Uh, yeah, we're going to try to treat. avoid blows. Okay, uh, and we'll create an opportunity for our, my allies. Cool. And it sounds like maybe that opportunity should go to Sky. It sounds like you were about to act at the same time. Yeah. Yes. Um. So I think while I guess while that's charging up, I am just trying to uh, knock them out of the way. I I guess like. How high up are the cables that are attached to the ship? I'm guessing they're really high up, so it'd be easier to get the cables that are on the ground, the part that is on the yeah, ground. Yeah, they go. F I would say they go from like like the ship itself is hovering maybe like twenty feet off the ground, yeah. but then the cables come down to maybe like nine or ten feet off the ground, attached to the transformer. What I want to try to do is rip the cables out of the ship. Okay. Um, 
So I think what I'm trying to do is, um, you know, a powerful leap onto the cables and I'm, I'm going to try to, you know, arms holding the cables, feet pressing against the ship, trying to rip the cables out of the ship. Okay. Um, yeah. I think you definitely can jump 20 feet. It's like yeah. second story, maybe low. Third story. Yeah, I can, I've four, done that. Four people. I've yeah. done that already on screen. Yeah, you've um, definitely done that. I just got a new move, physics, what physics? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, when you unleash your powers to barrel through an insurmountable barrier, roll plus danger instead of plus freak. Yeah, that sounds perfect. <laughs> I would say definitely do that. So, oh my god. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I got I rolled a nine um, plus my danger is plus two. So, yes, that is a full success. Ex- excellent. <laughs> so, um. Um, so I guess describe what that looks like as you rip this power cable out of the ship. And then are you, and then just tell me, are you staying on the ship or are you staying on the cable side? I think I, so I, I imagine, yeah. So it's like holding the cables, um, with her hands and arms cause they're big, uh, you know, sneakered feet pressing against the side of the ship. And I think instead of ripping the cables out of the ship, it is ripping the part of the ship that is attached to the cables out of the ship, <laughs> if Love if it. I could do that. Uh, yeah. And I think just falling. Okay. I think not holding it. I think just falling because she's just trying desperately to rip these off uh, and not really thinking about her own safety. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you fall to the ground. The ship kind of like rocks to one side as this this like a, a good sized chunk of its hull is like ripped out um and like you can immediately feel that like the energy there's, there's like there's a lot of energy running through this cable i think that, uh, <laughs> um as you maybe like this like high like there's a high whine of energy flowing into the ship that dies out that maybe like it's it's so high and it was so pervasive maybe you didn't even realize it um was there until it stopped and then like that kind of like light headache that was building in your mind kind of immediately like dissipates there's a from where you are lying on the ground now holding this big cable you can see that like this swarm one final swarm of bats sort of like in this double helix uh swirl goes up to the top of the spaceship and Dracula forms there for a second and he looks down at you and he looks down at the the, the chunk of his spaceship that is gone <laughs> um, and he the spaceship starts to like lift up higher um, off of the ground and uh, and rotate and start to like take off and like I think that as it starts to move away he takes a step to one side and like falls through the through the uh like through a hole you couldn't see into the spaceship <laughs> or into the yeah into the ship just give me one panel jade scarab where are you you were sort of recovering off to one side i want to get a shot of what you what what you are doing jade scarab is gonna show up and like ready to fight and look around nope oh, that's done that's done but okay okay <laughs> Good job, everyone. <laughs> um, so with the whole group together, we see the the group, the four of you sort of like maybe searching a couple panels of you searching through this power station, looking to see if there are if there's any other vampires sort of left and, and maybe you scare off a couple of them. And the spaceship lifts up and away from the power center and flies up into into the sky, crossing in front of the moon 
And for one second, we see a panel of it sort of superimposed over the the sort of flaming eyes and nose of this jack-o'-lantern face. And it looks like there is this, the black spaceship, like the black silhouette of the spaceship makes the mouth. And then it flies away and we see this, this, fl- this sort of burning, eclipsed moon of a jack-o'-lantern face with no mouth. Because although it seems like it has been Halloween forever, our heroes at least today, saved the day just a little bit. You turn to the last page of the comic and find a small insert, an extra few comic pages. We see an empty milkshake glass sitting on a futuristic computer console. John Hobbs sits slumped forward, his head resting on the keyboard. Are you still having trouble making the time ship work? A voice comes over the speaker. John lifts his head, speaking to the ceiling. No, I know how to make the ship work. You plug in the location, you plug in the time date, and go. The stupid computer keeps telling me the city isn't there. The only time date it will let me travel to is Halloween 2021. I don't want to go to Protean City on Halloween. I hate Halloween. Protean City Comics is a production of the Stop, Hack, and Roll podcast network. It is produced and edited by James Malloy. This issue was emceed by James Malloy, who can be found on Twitter at AndTheMeltdowns. Direct Impact is played by Siobhan, who can be found on Twitter at SpellboundMage, on the Otherware podcast, or on Twitch at twitch.tv slash runawaysorcery, where she streams games. Jade Scarab is played by Amar Amaraz, who can be found on their Twitter at Amaraz for all game design and podcasting news, as well as on Utopia and the Musafir podcast. Highwire is played by our special guest, Emily Buza from Whelmed, the Young Justice Files podcast, and she can be found on Twitter at Emily of Arden. Phantasma is played by Simon Moody, who can be found on Twitter at Lucha Libris. He publishes games at colorspraygames.itch.io and is a voice actor for the Penumbra podcast which can be found on Twitter at the Penumbra pod or on the web at thepenumbrapodcast.com The introduction is voiced by Peter DiGilio. All music was composed by Jim Malloy. This podcast is created thanks to the financial support of backers at patreon.com slash stop hack and roll. Join us on our discord at discord.stophackandroll.com Follow us on Twitter at Protean City and on Instagram at Protean City Comics. Subscribe to Protean City Comics on iTunes or anywhere podcasts are found. Join us next Wednesday to find out what thrilling adventures lie ahead.